Well, good morning, Verve community. So good to see you today, whether you're here in person or joining us online. Happy Sunday to you. Uh, we are in the middle of a series that we started last week called Reach. Um, and if you didn't get a chance to be here last week or to hear that yet, I want to encourage you to go online and check it out. We got that posted on our Facebook, all our social media outlets, on our website. And uh, so we're just going to continue right in that this morning. And um, I told you last week, the, the first month of this year, I was going to challenge us to reach. Last week we talked about this idea of reaching further, uh, further than maybe we thought was possible, further than humanly possible, that God wanted to stretch us to reach further. And today I want to talk to you about reaching higher, reaching higher. As you can imagine, uh, this sermon is especially personal to me. Uh, I have been challenged all of my life with the idea of reaching higher, um, just because I'm vertically challenged. That's the nice way of saying I'm short. And so you can imagine growing up as a kid trying to reach things in the top shelf, the top cabinets. It was just a challenge for me to reach higher. Maybe that's what fueled me in life to always be trying to just reach higher. Um, growing up, my favorite sport to play, not to just watch, but to play, was basketball. I know, that's kind of funny, right? <laughs> but that was, that, I loved basketball. Um, I grew up in the Jordan era. And um, so a big thing was you wanted to have the Air Jordans. Those helped you jump higher. Now, for those of us that couldn't afford Air Jordans, I'm going to take us back to the 90s. Those of you that were around way back then, you can relate with me today. We had the L.A. gear pumps. Anybody had L.A. gear pumps? Like literally these things, they had a little pump. Yeah, some of you remember. They had a little pump on the tongue of the shoe. And you would pump that up, and it was guaranteed to increase your vertical. And so we hit the Payless store, and I had to have my L.A. gears. It was my dream growing up to be able to dunk a basketball. It never happened. The, the school that I went to in high school um, they had where they had located their their rim and the gym. There was a wall right behind it, and some of the other guys, you know, they'd be able to run in there and dunk the basketball. And I would run and I would jump off the side of that wall and jump underneath the basket and finally be able. This was just my dream was to reach higher. And and so as I said, I was in the Jordan era, and Jordan was immediately right out of college uh, when he was signing his his uh, his uh, deal with Nike. Um, they immediately. In order to give him, he wanted, when he came out and he was deciding between Adidas and Nike, um, ultimately he went with Nike and he told them that the only way he would sign a deal is if they would brand an entire shoe and clothing after him. And so they said, yeah, we're willing to do that. What are we going to call it? His agent said, we're going to call it Michael Jordan. And they're like, no, we can't do that. And so immediately in that conversation, a five-minute conversation was born, the infamous nickname Air Jordan. Air Jordan. I didn't wear my Air Jordans today, but they're some of my favorite shoes. Those of you that are Jordan fans, you just grew up in this era, like the Air Jordans are like, those are the coveted shoe. And the reason they called it Air Jordan was not only because of this air technology that was coming around back then, but Jordan was going to redefine what it looked like to do business in the air. He was redefining what it looked like to reach higher. I was thinking about that this week. I was thinking about how that God wants to redefine how high we can reach. 
God wants to redefine our lid, our capacity. For some of us here today, I'm wondering, what are the heights that God's wanting to take you? Well, how is God wanting to redefine how you reach, how you reach higher? Maybe today, God's wanting to redefine how high, to what heights you can go, you can reach. Some of us today need to redefine the glass ceilings in our life. I know some of us have had our hopes dashed this past year. We've had dreams that have been shattered. Maybe you've experienced failure. You've had imaginations that have been stifled, but it's time to shatter those glass ceilings, those glass ceilings of fear, those glass ceilings of insecurity and doubt. I believe that God wants to redefine how high we can reach. And so later on in life, or at least unbeknownst to me at the time when I was in high school, later I remember my brother was going to high school and I started to find out that they had all of these jump programs that you could subscribe to. And um, in fact, David was able through these things, it was like a 12 or 14 week program and, and you work all sorts of different muscles and I, there was all kinds of things to it. But through that program over, I think it was 12 or 14 weeks, he was able to dunk a basketball. You guys aren't getting it this morning. This is somebody with the last name Young. He was able to dunk a, he redefined the heights of what it meant to be a young through this jump program. And, and, and you would build all these certain muscles and there was all this time in the gym and, and calf muscle training and all these, all this that went into it because he wanted to reach higher. And I'm here to tell you today that you can redefine how high you can reach in life, how high you can reach in your relationship with God, with the things that God wants to see happen in your life, that there is no limit to how high you can reach in God. The truth is, though, it may take some time in the gym. It may take you building some certain Muscles, unlike just jumping and catching a rim. I don't know about you, I'm not interested in just jumping higher. I'm interested in seeing my life reach higher heights and not fall back down, not fall back down to where I was, but to continually elevate my life to reach new heights and to build on every level that God takes me to. And so I'm here to tell you that just like in basketball, just like in life, that there are programs that can increase your vertical jump, that God has a program, he has ways that we too can increase the heights that we can reach. And I want to show you this from a story. It's a, it's a famous story in the Bible you may or may not have heard about. It's the story of a young man by the name of Joseph. Joseph, at the time that we're going to start the story this morning, he was the youngest of 11 brothers. He was also his father's favorite son. In fact, one of the things that Joseph had, Joseph's father had made him this coat, this, this jacket. It was made of many colors, and, he, and he, it was symbolized like this favoritism that Joseph had from his father on his life. And, and one day, Joseph has a dream. And uh, in his dream, um, he has two different dreams. The second dream, he sees in his dream the moon and the stars 
or the moon and the sun and 11 stars come and they bow down to Joseph. We talk about reaching for the moon and getting the stars thrown in. This was, this was Joseph's dream. He has this dream of massive heights that the sun and the moon and 11 stars. And Joseph's so excited about this dream. And he goes and he, he tells his family, family, he gathers them around. you got to hear about this dream. Like, you imagine what God's going to do in my life and how he's going to elevate my life. That the sun and the moon and the 11 stars and the sun represented his father. The moon represented his mother. And those 11 stars represented the 10 brothers that he had and the one brother, Benjamin, that would be born later. That one day, all of them were going to bow down before. Wouldn't that be a great conversation to have around the dinner table with your family? Guys, I got to tell you about my dream. There's coming a day when you guys, I know you're older than me. I know you're my parents, but there's coming a day when you're going to all bow down before me. That God's going to elevate my life to a point that you are going to bow to me. That'd be amazing conversation to have around Christmas time with your family, right? And this is what Joseph, he's sharing with them this dream. And it may have been ignorant for him to share. That's neither here nor there. But the truth is he's excited. He's sharing that, that God has given him this aspiration, this ambition to reach higher. Of course, his brothers are, are jealous of him. And in fact, the scripture said that they hated him before. And, and in Genesis chapter 23, so one day, uh, Joseph's father sends him to his brothers to see how he's doing. And so when Joseph came to his brother, they strip him of his robe, the robe of many colors that he wore, and they took him and they threw him into a pit. Now I want to catch, I want you to catch this because I believe God wants us to reach higher. I believe that God's birthed dreams inside all of us um, of places he wants to elevate our lives to. And I want you to see this. I want you to just carefully with me this morning. I want you to see the first thing that God does with Joseph is Joseph is thrown down into a pit. You've heard the law of gravity that what goes up must go down. Let me tell you part of God's program in helping you reach new heights is what goes up must go down. And so the first thing that happens in Joseph's life and him being elevated and reaching higher is literally Joseph is cast down into a pit. Because oftentimes in our life when God wants to take us higher, oftentimes it starts with us going lower. Us going down. I had the opportunity not long after 9-11 of being at ground zero and after they had demolished everything. In fact, they were in the early phases of building what now I think is called the One World Trade Center. I think there's four or five towers, and at the time, it was called the Freedom Tower that they were going to build, um, one, to kind of commemorate the events that had happened there, and just to show that we as a country were rising again, and I, I happened to be there in New York when they had dug the footing. They hadn't started building yet, but they had dug the footing right there at, at ground zero for what would later become the Freedom Tower, and I remember going over there, and, and the footing was 80 feet deep. This is a building that was going to reach, at the peak, 1,776 feet. That's how tall this building was that they were going to build. Before they ever began to build it to that type of height, first they had to start digging deep into the ground to build a foundation that would hold a building that would reach 1,776 feet. 
over 600,000 pounds of concrete would fill that hole to build a foundation to erect a building that could stand to that height. And that's similar to our lives. That God does want us to reach higher. He does want to take your life to new heights. But oftentimes it first starts with you digging down into the ground. With God building a foundation in your life that will be able to hold the heights that he's trying. I don't know if you've ever been to the top of some of these tall buildings in the world. Twin Towers, Empire State Building uh, in Seattle. We went to uh, the needle, I think, the Space Needle. And if you ever got to the top of those buildings... You literally can feel the buildings, it feels like they're swaying back and forth at those heights. And I think this is what our lives looks like, is God's wanting to take us to heights. And I tell you, the, the higher that you go, the higher that you reach, there's more of a foundation that's needed to sustain you at those heights. And this was Joseph. And God did have big plans for Joseph's life. God was going to elevate him to some of the highest of heights that he could ever have experienced in his life. But first, what goes up must go down. Jesus taught us this during his time in earth. He taught something very similar that in order to go up, we must first go down. Watch as Jesus said things like in Mark 10, 44. Whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. I know, it goes against our thinking sometimes, right? That we just want to step on top of everybody and get to the top. And Jesus says, if you want to be first, those of you that aspire for leadership, you know how he says it starts? You must first, he says, be the slave of all. If you want to go to the top, if you want to go up, you got to first go down. Later, Jesus says, those who humble themselves will be exalted. Does this make sense this morning? Hope you're catching this this morning. This is so important today because I know so many of us, we have aspirations, we want to lead, we want to rise, we want to see that promotion in our life. And the truth is, contrary to the opinion of many people, and Jesus teaches us, the life of Joseph illustrates this, is that in order to go up, you first must go down. Let's go down. So maybe today you find yourself at a low point. In life, maybe you feel like you failed or you've been forgotten or abandoned. In order to reach higher, you have to start believing that a low point can actually be a good thing. That maybe this is right where God has you. Maybe you're not seeing the heights that you wanted to experience in life. But maybe this is the time in the process of your elevation that God is building a foundation in your life to sustain you for where he wants to take you. Maybe your setback, as Eric Thomas says, your setback is actually a setup for where God's wanting to take you. This is so true in life. So don't despise the moments. I, could you imagine, Joseph? God's just giving me this dream. My father and mother and brothers are going to bow down before me. And next thing you know, he finds himself being thrown into a pit. The truth is that pit actually saved his life. Their original scheme was to kill their brother, and one of the brothers interrupts and says, no, we can sell him, we can make money, and so they throw him down in a pit waiting for a group of people to come by that ultimately would purchase him as their slave. Because what goes up must first go down. The second thing that we see in Joseph's life when it comes to reaching higher is that as the great 
rapper and preacher Kendrick Lamar says, there's levels to it. You and I know. There's levels to it. There's le- Listen, the success, the promotion, the heights that I'm talking to you about this morning in your relationship with God and seeing new heights in your relationship with God, this is not, there's not an elevator that takes you straight up to where God wants you to take. Here's the thing about elevators. Elevators go up, but elevators also go down. This this is not an elevator story where one day you're going to wake up, Joseph, and tomorrow morning your brothers and your mother and your father are going to bow. You are going to reach the epitome of success. The heights that I had planned for you are going to happen overnight. It rarely happens like that. One, because you wouldn't be able to sustain the promotion, the place that God has for you. And so after Joseph is thrown down into this pit, He slowly begins, now you start to see this slow, methodical ascent to the place that God had already prepared for him to sit in. Truth is, there was levels to it. There was levels to it. I want to show you, um, maybe get Matt to help me for a minute this morning. I want to show you what this looks like in your life. I want to show you some of the steps. I realize my life and your life and your promotion doesn't come with an elevator. Oftentimes it's stepping stones. It's building on top of platforms before you finally reach the place where God is. So just follow with me for just a moment. Watch Joseph's life. So immediately he's thrown into a pit and then this group of people come along. They purchase him and he is taken as a slave in Potiphar's House. Potiphar was one of the elected officials of that day, one of the higher-ups in the government. He sold as a slave in to his house. But here's what I know. Watch this. I'm just going to show you. There's many, but I'm just going to give you a, a few examples of morning of some of the steps of the, the levels, as Kendrick Lamar says. There's levels to it, you and I know, of getting to where God wants to take you. And the first one is God's favor on your life. Watch this. In Potiphar's house, where he is a slave, watch what happens in verse 3 of Genesis chapter 39. Potiphar notices and realizes that the Lord was with Joseph. Can I tell you, and I'm giving you this one first because I think this is, this is the most sure foundation you'll build your life on. That when God wants to elevate you and God wants you to take you to new heights, the surest foundation that you can stand on is the favor of God. And Potiphar notices that the Lord is with Joseph. In fact, everything that Joseph, you ever heard the saying, everything they do touches, everything they touch turns to gold? This is Joseph's life. And so everything that Potiphar gives him charge over, everything that Joseph's doing, he's enjoying success. In fact, it pleased Potiphar so much so that he made Joseph his personal attendant. He makes him like second in charge in his life. This is what the favor of God will do in your life. In fact, can I tell you more than anything else you need to reach higher is the favor of God. But it's not only God's favor that will grant you access to the heights that he wants you to go. Follow along the story. So you see Joseph, he starts, and he first starts with favor. But then also Joseph builds on this idea of being diligent in his work. Watch this in verse 6. And so Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything that he owned. Watch this. With Joseph there, Potiphar didn't worry about anything except what to eat. Wouldn't that be a great position? All I got to worry about is what kind of, what do I want to eat for breakfast? What do I want to have for lunch today? What do I want somebody to, Joseph, 
He has the favor of God that grants him access into Potiphar's house. But his diligence in his work is what begins to elevate him to a place of leadership. He's so diligent about everything that he does in his administration and his responsibility over everything. And Potter has, Potiphar has such confidence in him that he doesn't worry about anything that's happening in his house. This is what I'm here to tell you. As God begins to elevate you to reach higher, that in every level that you reach, you've got to approach that with diligence. God's not just going to give you a promotion at your job. God's not just going to have you making more money, but if you'll prove yourself, if you'll be diligent. Colossians says, whatever your hand finds to do, whatever you're doing, whatever God gives you, wherever he places you, don't despise the, the step, the level that you're on at this point in your life. Whatever you find to do, Work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for just human masters. So we all want to be elevated. We all want to see that promotion. We all want to see that rise. We all want to see new heights in our life. I'm telling you, it's built on a foundation of favor and diligence. The other thing that will hold you and sustain you as God begins to take you to new heights is God wants to make sure that you have integrity. Remember, God's not interested in just seeing you jump higher and being able to dump the ba- dunk the basketball on the rim and then fall back down to the ground. And can I tell you, without this step, that's what will happen in your life? Oh, you'll, you'll begin to step a little bit higher, but you know what? God's interested in making sure that he can sustain you at the heights that he wants to take you to. And so very quickly, God begins to build integrity into the life of Joseph because while he's there, he's leading Potiphar's house. Potiphar's rich, and so he's got this hot wife, and, and, and here's what happens. Potiphar's wife, Joseph, he's a very good look. The scripture says he's a good-looking young man. He's kind of, just imagine me. Think of me, and that's Joseph, okay? I'm just kidding. Joseph's a handsome, good, this is what the scripture says. He's handsome, he's a good-looking young man, and Potiphar's wife is after him. And so Potiphar's wife tries to tempt him to come and to sleep with her. In fact, verse 19, or verse 10 of Genesis chapter 39 says, she kept putting pressure on Joseph all Day. There will be points as God takes you to new heights where your integrity is tested time after time. After, and she's pressuring him to sleep with her. The scripture said he kept out of her way as much as possible. And Joseph finally, he refuses her so many times. Finally, one time he refuses her again and again and again. And finally, this last time, she rips off his shirt as he's leaving and then makes up this story that he had tried to rape her and Joseph he's demoted back into Potiphar has him thrown back into prison and there will be times as you're ascending to the place that God wants to take you the new heights the dreams that God's put in your in your in your life they will be built on levels of integrity Joseph refused to compromise his integrity, not only to God, but to his master. And so it's built on integrity. It's built, here's, here's the next level, okay? And these ain't necessarily in order. These are levels. This is, this is the way God's going to build you on is, is God also wanted to make sure that Joseph would be faithful. Now watch what Joseph does. Joseph is thrown into prison. He's falsely accused, and he's thrown into prison. It's not his fault. 
It's not his fault that he got a demotion. It's not his fault that he's not where he should be. He should have been leading Potiphar's house still at this point. But he's falsely accused and he's thrown into prison. And God uses this to test Joseph's faithfulness. Watch what Joseph does in prison. He could have gave up on his dreams. He could have said, God, this is your fault. I did everything I was supposed to do. So while I'm in here in prison, I'm just, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit here and wait for you to promote me. But God is building, you have to understand, God's building a foundation for Joseph to stand on. There's coming a day when Joseph is going to be the next in charge over the entire region. But he's got to make sure that Joseph will be, remain faithful to the call of God on his life. And watch what happens in prison. Verse 4, he remained in prison for quite some time, and the chain of the guard assigned them to Joseph. And so there's these men that get thrown into prison. It's, the, it's actually the Pharaoh's uh, chief butler is one of them, and the chief baker. And one night they have a party, he gets mad, and he throws them into prison. And the chain of the guard, he assigns them to Joseph. And watch what Joseph did. He looked after Joseph remained faithful no matter where he was at. This is a tough one for some of us. Because some of us, we're not experiencing the place that we feel like God has called us to. We haven't reached the heights that we feel like God has given us. Our dreams haven't quite been fulfilled. We're not experiencing the success that we, that we think. And it's easy to get off course. Joseph remained faithful. Even when things weren't going his way. Even when life wasn't fair. Joseph remained faithful. And so anything that was given to him, anything that was assigned to him, here's two men that were assigned to his care. And Joseph looked after them because God is wanting to make sure you're going. And I'm telling you, this is just one of the, the steps, one of the levels to you enjoying the success that God wants you to have in your life is it's going to be built on a life of faithfulness. Faithfulness doesn't stop there God also is wanting to build into your foundation a life of perseverance verse 23 that comes the day that Pharaoh's chief cupbearer so one day Pharaoh's having another party and and God had given these two men a dream by the way the, the butler and the baker and and Joseph interprets their dream while they're in prison and the only thing Joseph asked of these men is that when they're let out of prison and they're enjoying success again in Pharaoh's house, that they wouldn't forget about Joseph, right? So Joseph was faithful. He said, well, don't forget about me. Well, the day comes, Pharaoh's having a massive party, and sure enough, just like Joseph had interpreted in their dream, the Pharaoh's chief cupbearer, he's brought in and back into right standing with Scripture. But the Scripture, there's one verse in verse 23, and it notes that the cupbearer forgot all about Joseph. Never giving him another thought. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt like you were abandoned? That your boss forgot that you're the hardest worker? Like when they're looking to hand out promotions and you were there and you were working overtime and you were given extra. That when you were doing all you could do for the kingdom of God and when you saw that the time of promotion was coming and you should have been the one and everybody forgot about you. No? You've never been there? Come on, so let me be honest. He felt like, you know what God was building into Joseph? He didn't, Joseph doesn't realize that God's just adding another level. Oh, there were other people that came. They ascended quicker. They went up quicker. They, but you have to understand where God's taking 
Joseph. God's taking Joseph to a height that he can never have imagined. This is what I'm telling you about your life, that God's got heights for you to experience, but he can't afford for you to crumble under the pressure of where he's trying to take you. And so God is building into Joseph this level of perseverance that no matter what, if people have forgotten of me, if people have abandoned me, if I don't feel like it's happening in the right time, that I'm not going to quit, that I'm not going to walk out, that I'm not going to hang it up, I'm not going to walk out on the dreams and the aspirations that God's given me. And so God is building in Joseph a level of perseverance. Is this making sense? See, Joseph is being built to last. Joseph's not just trying to dunk basketball. Joseph's like Air Jordan. J- Jordan's going to do a lot of work up in the air up there. You ever seen Jordan? He don't just dunk. Like, that dude's dunking from the free throw line. He's doing weird things with his tongue. When he's getting out there, like, that dude's going under it. Like, you know what I'm saying? This, this, is what, this is what God's trying to build some of us into. But there's levels to it. There's levels to it. And then finally, the last level that God is building into Joseph's life before he can truly trust him with the height that he wants to take him to is God's going to build humility into the life of Joseph. And so Pharaoh's having this massive party, this cupbearer's there, the one that Joseph had already interpreted his dream, and Pharaoh has a dream. And he calls for all the men in his government that are able to to interpret dreams, and he calls them all in and he shares with them his dream. And nobody can interpret the dream of the Pharaoh. Well, wouldn't you know it, the cupbearer, right? The one that was there when Joseph was in prison, when God was testing his faithfulness, Joseph's faithfulness to the cupbearer, the cupbearer remembers Joseph, when I w- or Pharaoh, when I was in prison, there was a man there. So you think no one's noticing when you're being diligent with the small things, when you're being faithful in the small things that God's given you, the small task that God's given you, and no one's noticing, that no one's paying attention to what's going on. I want you to know that God's watching that other people are watching. And it could be your diligence and your faithfulness in the small things that when God is ready, people are going to remember, man. I, and he tells the Pharaoh, Pharaoh, there was a man in prison when I was there and he was able to interpret my dream. And so Pharaoh calls for Joseph. He says, okay, Joseph, I understand you have the ability to interpret dreams. So I want you to interpret. I want you to interpret my dream. Now notice, Joseph, because over this long period of time, years of him building to the place that God, Joseph over time has had a spirit of humility that has been built into his life. So Pharaoh says, I've had a dream. No one can interpret it, but I've heard it said of you that when when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. But watch, Joseph, remember God's, thank you for Matt. But remember, God's taken Joseph to new heights. And he's built into Joseph a spirit. Watch what, Joseph could have easily have said, oh yeah, Pharaoh, I got this. Yeah, I got this. No, he says, I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh. But God will give Pharaoh the answer. See, the heights that God's wanting to take you to, to reach higher, the type of reach higher that I'm talking to you about this morning, is beyond your own ability. Beyond what your resources can sustain you. God's trying to take you to a height that you could never have an imagined. Jesus said, he that humbles himself will be exalted. 
Joseph's able to stand at this type of height. He's able to be in the presence of the Pharaoh and be the one to interpret his dream because he's humble about the position that God has bring him. He says, Pharaoh, I can't do it, but I know a God. I serve a God, and he will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. Once again, as Brother Pastor Kendrick Lamar says, there's levels to it, you and I know. Be humble. Be humble. This is what God is. I'm talking to you about reaching. Thank you, Matt. Give Matt a big hand. He just kept me from. Matt's like God today. He's keeping you from falling off the heights that he's trying to take. This is what, this is what I'm telling you this morning. That God's trying to take you. To, don't get frustrated with the process. Don't get frustrated. Don't get frustrated when God's testing your you know, you know the, the, the way they say for kid, the best way for kids to learn? They say is for them to test and to retest. And to test and to retest. The best way that kids learn, they test. And the, can I tell you the best way for you to learn, the best way for you to be empowered and equipped for the heights that God wants to take you is he's testing you and he's retesting. And he's testing you and he's retesting. And he's testing you and he's retesting you. Because when you get to that place, where the Pharaoh needs a dream interpreted. That you're able to say, Pharaoh, I can't do this. But I serve a God who can interpret your dream. Which means my third and my last point today that we learn from Joseph's story about reaching higher is that it's bigger than you. That the dreams and the aspirations that God's put in your heart, the height. Some of you know what it's like to be carrying around a dream this morning like Joseph. That one day the sun and the moon, you know God's put some aspirations and some God-sized dreams in your life. And they haven't happened yet. But can I tell you, it's going to happen. God is not a man that he will lie. That if God's given you a promise, if God's put a dream inside, if he's put an ambition inside of your life to do something for his kingdom, it's going to happen but here's what you've got to realize about the dreams that God's put inside of you about the promotion that God's promised you about the success that God has shown you in your life is it was never even about you Joseph I'm going to do some incredible things this is why this is why there's levels to it because it takes a long time for us to be able to get to the point where when we've reached that place of success, when we're on that platform and God's given us influence and finances and resources and, and God's put us into that position. Joseph, you're not going to squander where I'm taking you. Because Joseph, the dream that I put in your life, it was never about you. See, this is where Joseph may have went wrong in the beginning. Is he ran around bragging and telling everybody, guess what, guys? You're going to bow down before me one day. You're going to serve me. I'm going to be over you in authority. But Joseph, it was never about that. Listen to me this morning. The blessings that you're enjoying, the success that God has prepared for you, it's way bigger than you. It's way bigger than you. Joseph, this wasn't about you getting self-recognition and having yourself patted on the back and your ego exploding. That was never what it was about, Joseph. God's interested in taking your new heights ultimately because God was going to be glorified in Joseph's success. In fact, to take it a step further, listen to what Joseph said. When Joseph finally got to the top, 
He realized it wasn't for his own sake that he had attained his possession. Instead, God had put him there for the good of other people. Joseph, the reason you're not going to enjoy overnight success, because I'm not interested in just seeing you get a pay raise. I'm not interested in just seeing you get a platform where you have more influence in the world. Joseph, that's not, that's not what this is about. This is all part of a way bigger plan. I think about our church, and over the years I've watched God as there's been levels to what God's doing in the life of our church. We're stepping out this year. We're planning a campus in Pomona. We're going to expand our reach, and we've been building to this moment because God, it was bigger than us. It was bigger than my family. It was bigger than just your family. God was positioning us. He was putting us in a place where we could help save other people. And the day came. Pharaoh's dream was that there was going to be seven years of plenty and seven years of famine in their nation. And so because Joseph interprets the dream, Pharaoh tells Joseph, I'll tell you what, you're going to be the one that's going to plan this whole thing out. And so Joseph is giving them the power and all of the resources that he needed to prepare an entire nation for seven years, for seven years of famine. And so, so Joseph does this, and they're collecting wheat and putting it in storehouses, and they're preparing for the day when there would come seven years of famine. And sure enough, seven years later, the nation starts to see famine in their life. And wouldn't you know it, Joseph's mother and his father and his 11 brothers are experiencing famine during this seven years, to the point that finally his father sends his brothers to Joseph. He says, you've got to go and you've got to get us food. And the day comes when all of the success that Joseph had envisioned comes to pass. And literally, and you go back and read over uh, the, the chapters in Genesis that chronicle the story of Joseph. I'm just taking you to the end here quickly. But literally, the day comes when Joseph's father, his mother... His 11 brothers are bowing, literally bowing down before Joseph. You would think in this moment, Joseph's like, yes, finally. Guys, I told you it was coming, right? Like I'm going to relish in this moment. Look at you guys. You are on your knees. You're bowing before me. The second most powerful man in the world now, Joseph is. Look at you. Finally, and look at me. Look where God's placed me opposite happened joseph in fact he's so overwhelmed in this moment with emotion with tears at one point he literally has to step out of the room he cannot even contain the emotions that he's experiencing he realizes this was never even about just me this was way bigger than me listen to what he says to his brothers because his brothers are there and they're asking him please forgive us for what we've done they lied to his father they told him he's dead and all these years his father thinks he's dead and now he realizes that he's alive and 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 everything's coming to light of what they had done and and joseph says no god sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance watch this so then you got to catch this it's so important so then it was not you who sent me here 
not you who threw me into the pit. It's not your fault that I was falsely accused. It's not your fault that I was thrown into prison. It wasn't your fault that I was thrown back into None of that was your part. None of that. You have to understand this because so many times we're in those moments and we're frustrated and we want to blame everybody. But could it be that's all a part of the plan of God? This is the building process. This is the jump program. This is the God's got you in the gym and he's building you to a place, to a platform. He said, it wasn't you who sent me here. God. And he made me father Pharaoh, Lord over his entire household and ruler of all of Egypt. See, at first, if you're taking notes, write this down. At first, at first, reaching high, Joseph thought was for his status. But the truth was, it was really about his service. Joseph thought it was for status. He didn't know this, but there was coming a day when he had finally reached the epitome of success. I'm telling you, because some of you, you've enjoyed success. You've got a platform now. You've been given influence now. It's not for you. It's bigger than you. Oh, you'll enjoy, you'll enjoy the overflow of God's blessings in your life. But I want you to understand this morning, what God's given you, what God's entrusted you with was way bigger than you. It wasn't just so that everybody would run around and say, wow, look at Joseph. Look at his success. Look at him climbing the ladder. No, that's not, it was never about that. Some of us, some of you may find yourself climbing the ladder today. I want to encourage you, don't quit. Keep reaching higher. Don't lose sight of the dream. Don't lose sight of of that dream that God's birthed inside of you and what he wants to do in your life. I'm telling this as, as a church. We're not going to lose hope. We're not going to lose our dream for what we're going to do. We, we felt like, Sonia and I felt like in the beginning when God had called us to plant this church, this would be a multi-campus church. We refused in the hard times when we didn't feel like it was happening. We refused to quit. God was just building. And so some of you are at that point where you're not seeing the success. Yet. I want to encourage you. It could be God's just, there's levels to it. God's building a foundation to sustain you he's taking you some of you maybe you are in a position of success where you have resources you have influence you have authority you have a platform it's bigger than you see God's positioned you where you're at in your life right now it wasn't about you God was putting you in a place to save other people can I tell us as a church that God has positioned us now not just so for our recognition god's positioning our church just the right way so that we're going to be able to reach more people this is what god that's why god wants our church to be successful god wants you to be successful god wants you to be blessed i'm not saying just to be blessed so that you can enjoy it and you can consume it all on you god's putting you in a position where you can contribute not for status for service. Watch what Jesus said. Jesus said, you're the light of the world. He said, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. This is what God says about you. You're a light. You're a light. You're like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. He said, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket, right? 
God's not going to bless you and then hide, hide it all. No, 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 no. He said, it said a lamp is placed on a stand. Why? Because it's to bring light to everyone in the house. See, God didn't elevate you. God didn't make you a light just to cover you up and for you to enjoy the light and the warmth that comes from that. No, God says, no, 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 no. I'm going to put you on a stand. This is why God's given you influence. This is why God's put you in the place that you're at today. This is why God wants you to be successful and reach new heights in him. It's because you're going to be a light for everyone around you. He goes on, he said, in the same way then, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds. Ready? Here it is. It's bigger than you. Joseph, it was way bigger than you. It was so that they would glorify your Father in heaven. I'm challenging somebody today to reach higher. I'm telling you today, stand with me this morning, that God has birthed some dreams in your life, some ambition, some holy ambition, some aspirations in your life. You've seen some of you, what God wants to do with your life. You've seen the places that God's wanted to take you. I'm here to tell you, number one, don't get discouraged. Don't quit because it happened, hasn't happened yet. Don't quit because it hasn't happened in the right time. That God is building you. God's building. He's putting levels under your feet. He's building the foundation under your life to sustain the success I want you to believe with me that God is positioning you in the world right now. If ever we need people to be positioned as a light on a hilltop, it's now. When our world is dark, that, that position that you have on your job, that influence that you have in your sphere, your world, that place that God's put you in, your family, it's because you're to be a light. God's putting you on a stand, a light, so that everyone in the house you close your eyes with me this morning. I wonder what right now, wherever you're at, on the journey to where God's trying to take you, the success that you're enjoying right now, the place that God has you right now, I wonder if you're stewarding the influence, the resources, the authority, the position that God's given you correctly. Can you honestly say, it's not about me? Pharaoh, I, I can't interpret your dreams. But there's a God. He can. And I believe this. I believe God, each and every one of us here today, he's wanting to give us position, influence, success. Not for our own gain. Not so that we can just enjoy it. But God's positioning you to be a light in the world. That's the reason, that's the reason God's called you to reach a little bit higher. So I want to encourage you, don't quit. Don't quit. Maybe right now God's testing you. For some of us, maybe God's retesting us. And re you're like, how many times, God, do I have to be tested? Is this another test? But God's, he's preparing you for the position that he has prepared for you. And then to those of you that God has given a place, that you find yourself in a position right now with what he's given you, you can squander it, you can use it for personal gain, 
for accolades. But could it be that right now God's positioned you where he has so that you can bless others? That God's got you positioned perfect right now, not for status, because he wants you to serve other people. Father, I thank you today. I believe right now this morning, you have placed inside of us holy dreams and aspirations. Some of us have seen where you want to take us. We may not fully comprehend it, but we've seen what you want to do with our lives. And for some of us, that hasn't happened like we thought it was going to happen. And maybe for some of us this morning, we're, we're discouraged today because the path doesn't seem like it's correct. Like things ain't happening like we thought they would. I'm asking you, God, for a spirit of encouragement today and open our eyes this morning to not despise these seasons of you building this platform that will sustain us for where we're going. And I'm asking that you would speak to us today, God, that no matter where we're at on this proverbial ladder of success today, God, that we would not squander what you get. Maybe some of us are in our prison this morning, but there's a baker and there's a butler that needs to be attended to. Maybe, God, we find ourselves in a place where we didn't think we should be. Don't, I'm praying today you would open our eyes to the opportunities that are around us today. The opportunity to be faithful with what you have placed in our hearts and our hands to do. I'm asking that you would humble us this morning, God. That we would recognize today that what you're doing in our life is not just about us. It's bigger than us, God. It's bigger than us. In fact, today, as we close, God, I'm asking you to begin to reveal to us the true purpose of the dreams that you've put in our life this morning. And for some of us, maybe to remind us this morning of the aspirations that you've put in our life. Would you do that today? Would you just be open right now to the Holy Spirit? Just close your eyes for a few moments. They're going to sing this last worship song. Maybe you're watching at line, online with us this morning. Would you just take a moment? Would you just close your eyes? Would you allow the Holy Spirit right now to begin to reveal to you the true purpose of what God's put in your life. To show you right now the opportunities that he's placed in front of you to help be a light in our world, to help save people. Would you realize that God is the one that's established you, that God has sent you, that God has put you in this place. God, show us right now Begin to reveal to us, God, the opportunities and the reason, the glory that you can receive from our life this morning. Let's sing this last worship song this morning. Come on, ask God today to reveal to you the purpose, the purpose, the plan, the service that you can be to somebody.